Hello again and welcome to The Master's Voice. I'm Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. I'd like to welcome all new subscribers. And if you're a casual visitor who just happened to find this video for the first time, I encourage you to check out a few more videos on this channel. Just go to The Master's Voice tagline, check out the videos that are on this channel, inform yourself and become a subscriber. Just click the subscribe button and then hit the notification bell. And then after that, whenever there are new, new videos, new uploads, you'll get notified right away and you don't have to wait for those videos to be posted as links on the blog. So today I'm continuing with the America series. Uh, today we'll be looking at a vision, a series of visions that the Lord gave me more than a year ago. This is from June the 16th, 2019, and the title of this is World Politics America. So it was a series of visions that I had. I think I had these all on the same day. For those who are new to the channel, my name is Celestial and I run a prophetic blog for the Lord Jesus Christ. It's called the Master's Voice End Times Prophecy Blog. And on this blog, I'm sharing in real time and in as descriptive and clear language as I can, the prophetic words, the dreams, the visions, the admonitions, the warnings, and the judgments that the Lord Jesus Christ has made known to me since the year 2012 until now, we're at the end of the year 2020. And um, I have to say that God is still speaking. I'm still writing down new things. I also have some things that I have not yet shared. I shared that whatever you see posted on the blog is what the Lord has told me to share. However, um, I'll just I'll just take a short moment to talk about um, a new a new set of dreams that I had. I've been dreaming a lot and seeing uh, rather different things. I would say rather different things. So um, it was the Lord that actually brought me into mindfulness of the, the most recent series that's on the blog now called The Great Reset. I have to say that with everything that's been going on, even though I knew about this, I had absolutely no idea that something by this name, which brothers and sisters is nothing other than the new world order, which is nothing order than um, other than the beast system, that end time system that is going to at a time in the future that is known best to God, but we can also see with our eyes is rising up now, is going to engulf the world. This is the system of the beast, the antichrist, the man of sin, son of perdition, all the different names that the Bible gives um, this person and this system that will rise up around him. Um, God gave me three dreams. So I would like to recommend if you're new to the channel, please visit the blog, The Master's Voice. All the information is in the drop down menu below. Please visit the blog and read those, read those posts because this is an urgent thing for our time. This is something that we have to be mindful of. This is something that God is greatly, greatly, greatly warning the body of Christ to be aware of, not to be ignorant of. We are in some very strange and I would say potentially dangerous times. Um, we can see what's happening around us. 
with the current pandemic, we see um, that there's almost an authoritarian grip on the entire world. And this has never happened before. Never before have nations not been left to their own devices to figure out how they're going to cure and grapple with and handle um, dangerous diseases or potentially infectious diseases. We've never seen this kind of global cooperation before. And this is, of course, the United Nations, their pan. It's their song. It's the thing that they've been working on since they were founded, their, their, their lifetime accomplishment to see all the nations of the world working together in harmony on common goals and, and um, common systems. But the question that we need to ask ourselves here, brothers and sisters, is these, these people, the choices that they're making, the decisions that they're taking, the lockdowns that they're implementing, the rights that they are abrogating in the process of rolling out their solutions, the rights that they are trampling on, the information that they are suppressing, the distortions that are being presented to not only the American public, but the world at large. Who are these people consulting? Who are, who are they asking as they take these things away? I made a comment in one of the posts that sometimes in my private time, uh, I, Celestial, I really do marvel. I marvel at the guts of such a tiny, a disproportionately tiny group of people and the guts that they have to mount the kind of undertakings and endeavors that they mount, that they plan to exact on the whole world. There are individuals standing in front of cameras, pretty much like myself, but making grand claims that they're going to vaccinate 7, million, 7 billion people. They haven't consulted 7 billion people. They haven't asked even 1 billion people would you like to participate in what we feel is the best way to handle the situation that the world is facing? But they speak um, with such panache and they speak with so much confidence that this is their solution. This is the solution that they and their three cousins have come up with and they're going to carry it out. And all we have to do is sit back and wait until they approach us man by man, woman by woman, and child by child to give us the solution. So please visit the blog, read the posts for yourself. There's quite a few posts that are linked to those ones. And um, to those of you who have been with me for a while, uh, we're going to start talking about these things in a later series, but for now, we're going to continue with the United States series. And today we're going to be looking at the future of America economically. So when God was giving me these prophetic words, understand that there was nothing like COVID-19 on the radar, okay? So there was uh, nothing like this that entered Celestial's mind and even the things that God was saying, there are many who may watch these videos and think, what is this woman on? Does she need, um, does she need a friend? What is she talking about? Because the tagline for the United States, we all know, is the greatest country in the world. Greatest country in the world militarily, greatest country in the world in technology, greatest country in the world economically, the behemoth of the world, the world's only superpower, you name it, there's a tagline for this nation. And yet, if you've been following along this video series, if you've been reading the blog at all for even a month, 
God has a very different view of this nation. God has said that this nation is mystery Babylon. And he said to me more than once that the mystery is unveiled, that there is no more mystery, that this is the nation that is spoken of in Jeremiah chapter 50, Jeremiah chapter 51, Isaiah chapter 13, Revelations chapter 17, Revelations chapter 18. This is the nation that is called mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. This is the scarlet woman. So many would say, oh no, it's Rome. No, it's this. This is one messenger here on one channel telling you that the Lord God has revealed repeatedly that this nation is mystery Babylon. He calls this nation a place of greed. He calls this nation a whore. He calls this nation a very compromised, fallen, and wicked place. He calls it the habitation of demons, a place for every abominable creature and bird. What I'm saying, these are all snippets of scripture. If you put them into Google, you'll find them. This is what God says about this country. So we're looking at America's economics today, and God says that strong though she may be, the United States will fall from her position economically, and she will begin to struggle. So I'll go straight into the prophecy now. I heard the words trade and economic warfare several times. Trade and economic war is now declared in the heavens against the USA. I also heard hardships, hard times, lack, and the beginning of sorrows for the United States of America. And then the first vision I saw was that I saw the merchants of the country. So I see the guys who are involved in import, export, everybody who's a business owner that's not dealing with things that are produced in the United States. So I saw people who import things from outside and they were confused because their goods were no longer coming in, right? So there was no longer a free flow of trade in the economy. Things were backed up. You were finding that um, things were... Things were stuck in customs, okay? So things were being um, subjected to extremely long customs, oversight. In some cases, merchants were not being allowed to get their goods at all. And you can imagine that this is frustration, um, frustrating to someone. If you've ordered, let's say, 100 pieces of an item from China or you've ordered 100 pieces of an item from the UK or Australia, you've already paid you've paid out of pocket because how it works in trade is that you have to pay and then you get that bill of lading, right? Which is sort of like your receipt. And then you're waiting to see your goods come in. But what happened is that you pay out of pocket. So the, the seller already has his money and he ships as agreed. But then what happens is that when the items come to your country here, the United States, they were not being cleared. Shipments were being stuck goods were being delayed, and it was causing price fluctuations in the market. Why? Because when goods are stuck, it means that if there's a hundred pieces of an, of an item coming in, and there's not enough of the item on the ground to buy, if I own a store and I can see that I've ordered, let's say new toilet tissue, right? Because there was a toilet tissue craze recently. If I order new new toilet roll and I can't get it, then that means that the toilet roll I have suddenly goes from being an ordinary everyday item to becoming a very 
scarce commodity. It suddenly goes from being ordinary to precious. And when something goes from being ordinary to precious, the first thing that happens is that the price of that item also fluctuates along with its new status. So you go from an ordinary price structure to a precious price structure. And so I saw that there was fluctuations in the price. If something couldn't get through through customs enough, I saw that in America, the price for it spiked and we had to pay more. But then when goods were cleared and the good was now more commonly available on the market, then the price went down. And this was creating price uncertainty in the economy. And it was frustrating for the sellers in the nation, but it was also equally frustrating for buyers because I saw that when people went to the till, they never knew if $100 would be enough. You see, one thing about a stable economy and how you know that a nation is doing well is price stability. Month after month, year after year, bread is supposed to cost the same thing with only very microscopic adjustments of scale over time. But if I'm buying bread for $2.75 today and then buying it for $5.79 tomorrow, all because when it was $2.75, I did not know that it would be scarce next week. So I only bought two loaves according to what my family needs. And then the next day I come and it costs a lot more, I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going to be frustrated at the store and I'm going to allege um, unfair practice against that store. I'm going to be upset against that store. But ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, I'm also going to be mad at myself. I'm going to be mad at myself because it's a human reaction to think, why didn't I anticipate this? Why didn't I buy more when I had the chance? So that is what I saw in the first vision. I saw that the arteries of trade and economic goods, which is the lifeblood of any country, I saw that America America's arteries became clogged, right? So it was presented like a person with severe heart disease. The arteries became clogged with fat. And then the things that people needed were not as available as before. And it was very slow at first. It was only happening here and there at first. But with time, it became so obvious that everybody saw it and was complaining. I saw into certain ethnic communities, right? So God gave me a view into the ethnic community of Arabs and uh, people from India and people of other ethnic origin. And we have to know that culturally people are different from us. So um, sometimes culturally people are people ex are differently expressive. So I saw these men openly scratching their heads and rubbing their beards, which is, you know, probably what they do when they are in consternation. They were upset and they were getting together in groups. They were getting in together in groups, some of them according to their religion, but some of them according to their language or where they were originally from. And they were discussing the problem of high tariffs that were being charged against them to get their goods into their countries. So we know that we have huge ethnic communities here in the United States. It may not be so in some states. Some states are very homogenous. Everybody in the state is an American. Everybody in the state has been there since, I don't know, 1822 or whatever the case may be. But then in a lot of states like California and especially here in New York, you can find every religion, every ethnicity, every tongue, language, culture, you name it. You step outside on a New York day and you can hear everything, including English, being spoken. 
So these people have huge communities and these communities have a demand for what they want. So they want food from home. They want the things that they like and remember. And that goes for all cultures, Italian, Irish, even here. Everybody has stuff that they like from home. And sometimes these things have to be imported, you know. So the U.S. government was not giving these communities subsidies, right? So I saw in this vision that... Um, I would say native communities, uh, communities that were here, like the farming community, you know, agriculture, the U.S. government was giving subsidies to those farmers and those industries. But these culturally ethnic and culturally unique communities did not get any form of support from the government. And so they were having to clear their goods by themselves. And the tariffs became very high. America began to charge very high tariffs on goods and these people could no longer afford to pay and they began to complain against the government you know and when i saw that happen these people began to huddle together more and more um and seek comfort in their communities and also seek comfort through religions and i heard them praying very hard i heard them praying in tongues that i do not understand and the words Eastern religions is what was said to me. And I saw people bowing down on their prayer mats and they were speaking earnestly. You know, some of them, their religions have people in a picture frame and they put the picture frame up and they speak to this person as what they believe in. And they were crying. Some of them were crying because life had become so economically hard, difficult. They were in danger of losing their businesses, businesses that they have for 30, 40 years, or even second generation businesses because of economic struggle. But there was no help that was forthcoming. And I saw written in the air. So I saw this sentence written in the air. This is the beginning of jihad. And then that vision closed. The second vision that I was given was the fields of America. So I saw um, farming industry and I saw that the crops were not coming in. I saw that increasingly the yields were failing. And brothers and sisters, bear in mind, this is not only because this nation is one of the top producers of GMO seed. And what we know, if you don't know about GMO seed, in a nutshell, GMO is like a man or woman that you meet and they are fantastic when you meet them. They're amazing, well-spoken, good-looking. Um, they seem to have to tick all the boxes and you date them for a while and then you find out later that they're nothing but a serial killer. I'm not even going to temper it. That is what GMO seed and GMO foods are like. They are very high yield in the beginning. They give amazing returns. You plant one seed and it's like the thing is producing 50 apples or 50 whatever. And since you're, you're taking those things to market in the beginning, you get huge return on investment. But then when those seeds are ready to quit on you, not only do they quit on you, but they have this sort of contagion. They have this sort of contagion because of how they've been engineered. It kills the soil. And it also spreads this contagion to nearby fields. It spreads the contagion and it contaminates other plant life and other vegetation. So I saw that the yields were failing. And biblically, I would just like us to remember that in the Bible, when yields fail, it is a judgment from God. Whenever we see a nation and it says, oh, and a famine had come and the crops had failed for the fifth year, 
you will always find in the story that God is going to mention because the people of Israel had sinned against him, therefore did their crops fail. So crops failing is a clear sign of judgment from the Lord. So with no food coming in at the same rates, the first thing that happened was that the supermarkets started raising their prices. So God showed me a very famous super, supermarket chain that is very well known here. It is one of the most bougie chains in uh, at least the New York area. And I've heard that they've spread to Texas and quite a few other places. I'm not going to name it by name, but if you're a New Yorker, you will know without too much thinking what supermarket I'm talking about. I saw this famous brand name supermarket and what they were doing is they were raising their prices at night. So these are the kinds of things that God shows me on this channel. God gives me a look behind the kinds of things that the even the Wall Street Journal is not going to tell you. The Wall Street Journal will tell you prices are rising, but they will not tell you um, the method by which they're rising. But the Lord Jesus Christ knows these things. So I saw non-American women. So these women, I will just be honest, they look like South American women. Their hair was all pulled back compulsorily in a bun and they had on the hairnet for protection. And I saw that they had been employed. They were off the book staff and they were hired by this fancy supermarket to take, to take stickers off the fruit. So you know when they make the cantaloupes and the strawberries, they cut them up and they put them into these little fruit cups. And then um, if you've got $7 or $5 to spend on a ready-to-go fruit cup because you can't cut fruit for yourself at home, then you pop into the, this supermarket and you pick it up ready-made. And uh, you go to work with it and you munch it on the train and that's your energy breakfast. But I saw that as fluctuations were moving um, in prices because there was not the kind of fruit coming in, fruit yields were down, everything was down. I saw that they hired non-American women to work at night to peel off the stickers from the fruit cups and put new stickers on or to peel them off so that they could be re-stickered in the morning. So these women were working all night illegally off payroll. And in the morning, the permanent employees who had health care and dental and everything else, they came in the morning and they found the perfectly packed up containers of fruit waiting for them to re-sticker. So they just came in and thought, oh, this is new fruit and uh, our job is to put the stickers on. But what they don't know is that it was the same fruit from yesterday that had all been peeled off at night by off-book employees and then re-put. So that's the second vision. The first vision is the one that said, this is the beginning of jihad. The second vision is this one. And then I heard this, trade and economic choking warfare against the nations. So understand that it's not only the United States that's going to experience very difficult economic situations, trade slumps, trade delays, and just a general economic downturn. It's all the nations of the earth. I saw then men in old style clothing. So they, they kind of looked like Romans, but then they also kind of looked like the way we see people in the movies with Moses, and they came and I saw this vision taking place in the heavens. So I saw it taking place in the heavens and there were huge mounds of earth, right? So they came dragging wagons of earth, 
just like in the old days when you would mount a siege. I've spoken about mounting a siege. To mount a siege is to surround a city or surround a nation in such a way, in a warfare formation, that they are sealed in. They are blocked in. No one can come in to trade with them, to give them, for instance, to give them food, to give them goods and commodities, and they cannot export anything. And whenever you do that to a nation, a city, a country, in our modern times, we know this as sanctions. Sanctions is the modern word for what the Bible calls an, a siege in the old days. And in the old days, a siege was a very long and boring process. It would take a very long time. You could sit outside a city for about five years, like Nebuchadnezzar sat outside Judah for five years before the kingdom of Judah finally fell and he, he sacked it. That's probably why he was so rough with it because they wasted, the Israelites wasted five years of that man's time when God already told them in the book of Jeremiah to surrender and he would be merciful to them. So I saw a city in the heavens and I saw that people came and they brought huge, they dug huge trenches around this city and they built up mountains of earth. And this was a city called Babylon. And then I saw that these men surrounded the city. So they surrounded the city with huge mountains of earth so that nobody could get in and nobody could get out. And then they surrounded the city in war formation. And I saw that if anyone was coming to the city called Babylon to trade with them, they were turned away. So no goods were allowed to come to the city and nobody was allowed to enter into the main gates of the city. And I saw it began to languish. People in the city began to go hungry until eventually they were crying out for bread. They were crying out for basic commodities. They were crying out for food. And I saw in the heavens that the men who had come and blocked off the city called Babylon, which I knew to be America, were sent by Jesus himself. They had come by his specific instruction to punish the city. This was the third vision. Now in the fourth vision, I saw the United States of America and she was playing tennis. So she was in this amazing, it kind of looked like a unitard, but it had a little skirt, red, white, and blue colors, obviously. And she came on the court and she was, mm, she was just so sassy and she was just, I'm here to play ball. But her game was terrible. Throughout the game, the umpire just kept going, fault, fault fault almost every serve almost every move and as a result of this because she kept receiving negative input and negative feedback from the umpire she suffered just mental breakdown and she was off her game and she just kept making unforced errors and lots of mistakes and so I saw a board I saw the board just like tennis I saw the board and America's points were going down and she was getting very upset because she was watching her score fall. And we all know that when you're playing tennis, if you're losing, you really shouldn't keep track of that because it messes you up even more. But I saw that other nations were taking advantage of America's terrible game. And those nations were Russia, China, and curiously enough, the Philippines. So I saw something like an economic scoreboard. And I saw that Russia was the best on the scoreboard. Russia was climbing effortlessly, easily scoring points in their game and the fastest. So I saw Russia, it was like a board, but there was also like under the name Russia, there was a ladder. Under the name China, a ladder. 
under the name America, a ladder, and under the name Philippines, a ladder. And America was falling down her ladder, but Russia was scrambling up their ladder, and China was right behind them. Russia was carrying weapons of war, nukes, and tanks, and China was carrying technology, research materials, but also very deadly weapons that can be used against the human body. I've spoken before of the end times weapons of China. At the beginning of this video, I was listing the many things that America is currently seen as the world leader of, world leader of technology, world leader militarily. But if you will go, if you are a new subscriber and you will check this channel for what I call the Russia and China playlists, I'm attempting to put these videos in playlists to make it easier for users to find things by topic. And you will find in many of those videos that God says that when this nation finally falls, she will fall not only because of her arrogance, not only because she is unaware of what is going on in the world around her, but she will fall because the other nations that will come against her are so well armed. Russia and China will come against this nation with technology and weapons that America has never seen before. They will come with things that are absolutely unanticipated in any way, shape, or form. And America will fall simply because of superior weaponry that is being developed in the nation of China right now. The Lord has revealed it. And she doesn't know. So... The prophecy here is that there is coming a great shift in positions in the economic space. The nations will trade places, the first will be last, and the last will rapidly make up ground against the first. Even a nation that doesn't have a strong exports roster will begin to climb up against America, who will begin to lose her position through a series of poor decisions and bad implementation of economic policy against other nations. Shifts in international trade will hit U.S. merchants hard. Ethnic communities will not cope well with tariff increases, with economic and trade delays, and they will become disgruntled against the United States government from within. This will stir up tensions against religious, along religious lines, lines that actually have nothing to do with trade, but have more to do with communities becoming agitated because they've been here for so long, yet they are still not counted as citizens enough to receive economic help that can protect their livelihoods. Prices will begin to rise in the United States. And the big stores, the fancy stores now with all the advertising will not be loyal to their customers, but they will even go so far as to employ illegal labor to keep up with the need for rapid price changes. Above all, God will shut up the arteries of the United States. He will block the flow of her goods and her trade. And this group of visions is pronouncing that this is for a time to come. Thank you for being with me. I will continue the visions in the America series, the dreams, the words of God. But for now, I'm your sister celestial, Thank you for tuning into this channel. Please share these videos as you are led by the Lord. Please visit the blog. Please be mindful of the times that we are in. Please, if you have a choice to make between being a quick thinking, 
quick acting, a person who actually focuses on what is going on around us. Do not focus too much, but do not focus too little. Take these matters to God in prayer because he's the only one who can give you a strategy for your home and your family. People have asked me, what are you doing? What are you, what are you planning? How are you preparing? These are not really things that I can say I have a formula, brothers and sisters. I live in a city. How much preparing can you make in New York City? This is one of the easiest cities to lock down. When you cough, we have soldiers on the street blocking all exits and all entries. So I would just be honest and say that this is not something that I can give uh, too much prepping to. There's no hills for me to run to. My safety, my strength, and my escape, should I need to make one, is in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is, that is just my honest feedback because I get so much email asking me this same question. And I can't write this on the blog because the blog is not for my personal opinion. It's for what the Lord God has said. So thank you for visiting. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for all the support that I get. I really thank you to each and every one of those who continue supporting me personally in ministry by making donations, by sending me prayers and things like that. It is so, so appreciated. And um, I will continue to do this good work as long as the Lord God gives me grace. God bless you and goodbye.